conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pool to Play page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, June 23rd. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, we're back with you uh, as we look ahead to Tampa Bay and the New York Islanders. It's game six tonight. Uh, do or die for the New York Islanders, and they're going to have to hope the uh, raucous fan base and the environment of Nassau Coliseum can fuel them and bolster them to a uh, series-extending victory uh, as they try to force a Game 7. Tampa Bay, meanwhile, looking to finish off this series and advance to the Stanley Cup Final for the second consecutive season. Uh, So a very fascinating Game 6. We will break that down in just a second. But first, we'll look back at last night and what was an extremely impressive road victory for the Montreal Canadiens. I don't like throwing out the phrase, perfect game. Like you played a perfect game because usually there's something you can find in a team's performance every night, even in a victory that you can nitpick and say, hey, we've got to do this a little bit better. It's hard to find that with Montreal last night. It was just an outstanding performance start to finish. They got the first goal of the game, which took a lot of the air out of the building early on when Kutkin Yemi scored that goal. A brilliant rush by Josh Anderson to take the puck hard to the net lay that rebound opportunity out there for Kotkaniemi, who did a great job as well, following up on the play. How many times do you see forwards that just stop in the neutral zone or stop at the blue line? They don't just keep on, you know, trekking all the way back to the net, you know, and and looking for a loose puck or two. That's great hockey IQ and awareness by a very young player for Montreal. So you talk about these youngsters for Montreal. Nick Suzuki, who had another strong game last night. Kotkaniemi, who scores the first goal. These young players for the uh, Montreal Canadiens coming of age, Cole Caulfield, another one, terrific release that he had in that third goal. That puck was off his stick right away. There was no hesitation whatsoever. It was off his stick right away. There was no chance for Marc-Andre Fleury to react quickly enough to that shot from uh, uh, from uh, Cole Caulfield. 
And I'm also seeing Cole Caulfield really, really play uh, with concerted effort and focus defensively. When he doesn't have the puck, I'm seeing him break up plays. I'm seeing him back check uh, with vigor. Uh, it's been impressive. And this is a complete and utter front-to-back team buy-in right now for the Montreal Canadiens to be hard on pucks, to be stingy defensively, to be good body position, active sticks, to help break up rushes and break up chances. And they frustrated Vegas completely. I mean, I was stunned that Vegas didn't have that, you know, rolling shifts or two over and over again. You expect Vegas to, at some point, especially when they're at home, bring the game to the opponent, come in waves, and really, really make it tough on the opponent to get the puck out. I didn't see that kind of attack at any point last night from Vegas. And we thought Chandler Stevenson returning to the lineup would be a boon for the Vegas Golden Knights, would be the straw that stirs the drink to get that top line off the schneid and back on the scoreboard. Well, Pacioretty did score uh, for Vegas when they were down 3 nothing, unfortunately, already uh, at the time. But other than that, it was another quiet night for uh, that line. And for Mark Stone, the frustration is clearly building on this guy. I mean, he has definitely not had the series offensively that he wants or the team was expecting. And you can tell the chances that he's missing on, uh, the, the struggles he's even getting to get quality chances, never mind finish the chances he gets. And then you see the frustration boil over when he ends up turning the puck over in the neutral zone. It leads directly to that Cole Caulfield power play goal. And that's when you can tell that, hey, that sums up this series in a uh, with just that turnover for Mark Stone. It just hasn't gone well for him. He's not uh, generating much offensively. He hasn't found the score sheet uh, for the Golden Knights. And then a critical turnover to lead to that 3 nothing goal, which was the backbreaker, essentially, uh, in that game for Vegas. Uh, you can tell it's getting to him. It's frustrated, and he's the captain, too. So when the captain's frustrated and visibly agitated with the way things are going, it's not usually a good sign for that team. So Vegas has to regroup. You know, it's back to the drawing board. It's balls to the wall. It's whatever best game, best effort you have. you got to bring it tomorrow night in Game 6 in Montreal a game that we will be on the air live for for our next Stanley Cup playoffs betcast uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time for that game six in Montreal between the Golden Knights and the Canadians. We're looking forward to it. So, again, hope you join us for the betcast tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, same as always, we'll be watching the game, live bets, uh, having a few uh, pints as well uh, during the course of the game. So looking forward to that tomorrow night. But certainly for Vegas, it's just you got to find a way to generate. It's time to get some offense going. Otherwise, you're heading home probably uh, after game six. And Carey Price continues to be his steady, solid self. Once again, a very, very solid night in net last night uh, for the Montreal uh, Canadiens. And here they are, uh, one win away from the Stanley Cup final. And they are trying to get there for the first time since 1993. And we know what happened that year. Not only did they get to the Stanley Cup final, they won the damn thing uh, against the Los Angeles Kings. So if you're a Habs fan... You have every reason to be excited and happy. This team's given you a lot to cheer for. Uh, Alex B. Smith, what did you think of last night? Yeah, it's a fantastic game played by Montreal. And, you know, once again, the, the troubles for you know, the Knights, not only just their offense, but, you know, closing out games and winning big games at home in the playoffs. You know, we talked about how they won that game seven against the Wild at home. That was the first series clincher they had in their home arena in history. Uh, and this was a, a game they really needed to kind of shift the momentum of the series. And they just pretty much laid an egg at the same time when Montreal played, uh, he said, a near-perfect game. So those two things colliding. And now Montreal having all the momentum in the world, going home, uh, except for a chance to you know get their first berth in the final 
uh, since 93. That, that's, that's huge. And, and sometimes, like you said, you know, having, you know, experience can, you know, it shouldn't usually be the the X factor, but sometimes when you have these young teams like a Montreal, you mentioned the the young core the, uh, of Suzuki and Caulfield. These guys, you know, they really just you know play their game. They don't have any you know the pressure is not on them as much as it would be some of the the veteran players. Uh, you know, say even for Carey Price, for example, I'm sure you know the like I said, he's probably the you know we haven't heard much about it, but I'm sure that the, this team has rallied around him. Uh, not just his play, but just the fact that he's been there so long and throughout the you know other playoff teams they had where they just completely crumbled or seasons where they fell apart, didn't even reach the postseason. Uh, you know, for him to be playing at his best hockey right now at the tail end of his career, leading them this far, uh, that's got to be a rallying cry for, for this whole organization. But definitely, uh, you know, like I said, having some of these younger guys just, you know, play your game and, and not worrying too much about uh, how big the scene is, uh, how, you know, how, how big of, of a time this is right now. Sometimes that can be a good thing where the pressure's been on Vegas for years now. You know, since coming into the league, making that first run in the to cup, the cup final, you know, being the top team in the league the last couple of years, I think the pressure is kind of, you know, really kind of falling more on them than it has on Montreal. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great point there. It's pressure on Vegas here. And look, you know what's stunning to me is Vegas usually wears the other team down, wears them out. Montreal's wearing Vegas out right now. It's clear as day. I mean, they look like they were stuck in quicksand on that ice surface last night. At times, the Golden Knights, in terms of just not being able to uh, push through this staunch checking Montreal team, uh, whether it was through the neutral zone, there were very few times I found in last night's game where Vegas is generating that rush opportunity, that rush scoring chance, and that speed through the neutral zone. Uh, that neutral zone, Montreal turned it into a quagmire, and you have to give them an absolute great degree of credit for that. Uh, because that's not easy to do. And I thought physically they'd have a little bit of a challenge matching up against Vegas. That hasn't necessarily been the case either. They have been a physical hockey team. They have gone into the trenches. They have gone into the corners. They have gone into their share of board battles throughout this series. And it's not the Vegas Golden Knights winning those battles. It's Montreal, and including last night. So it's just been an incredible job team-wide. They're getting all four forward lines to chip in. Eric Stahl, you know, one of the old foot soldiers, for the Montreal Canadiens last night gets a goal. They're chipping in. The older guys like Perry and Stahl, the younger guys, Suzuki, Kotkaniemi, Caulfield, difference makers, Toffoli and Anderson, solid, uh, as they've been all year. I mean, all of a sudden, this team's getting four lines contributing. I am worried at some point, and I still am worried. Maybe that's not going to show up, but when you play your four defensemen as much as Montreal does, Weber, Edmondson, Petrie, and Sherratt, and you don't play your 5-6 very much compared to those four, at some point, the minutes that are played for those four defensemen, they're probably going to show up at some point. You might worry about fatigue and them wearing down a bit, but we haven't seen it yet. They continue to play well. They haven't shown that fatigue or that wearing down yet, especially for a guy like Weber, you know, who's been around the block, who's played a lot of games, who's had injuries this season. So it's been impressive to watch, but it would concern me in a Stanley Cup final. Let's say Montreal gets there, plays a Tampa or the Islanders. And you play a fourth straight series where you're playing your top four defensemen way more minutes than you're playing your five and six defensemen. And there's not going to be much of a turnaround or break from the end of the uh, semifinals to the Stanley Cup final because they're going to get it going right away. Uh, you, that could show up at some point, but so far so good it hasn't uh, for this Montreal Canadiens team. But just an incredible job. 
I, I thought they'd have a chance to win last night. I liked the puck line, and I sprinkled on the money line with Montreal. But did I think they'd control the game and get out to a 3 nothing lead start to finish? No way. That was beyond impressive. Hats off, And hats off to the coaching staff who have picked up the slack for an absent Dominic Ducharme. I'm talking about Luke Richardson. I'm talking about Sean Burke. And I'm talking about Alex Burroughs, that coaching staff for the Montreal Canadiens. They've done a remarkable job. It's been a seamless transition. You wouldn't even know the head coach is not even on behind the bench with just there's been no screw-ups, there's been no too many men penalties, there's been no, you know, huge breakdowns or mistakes or uh, just, you know, egregious gaffes on the ice. And, and that those three coaches that are uh, behind the bench right now without Ducharme, Richardson, Burke, and Burroughs, they deserve a lot of credit for what they've done. Uh, Jimmy Murphy deserves a lot of credit for what he did. He predicted Montreal plus 240 as a best bet on yesterday's show, and they get the job done. Jimmy, welcome in. What did you think? Another impressive uh, Rembrandt from the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, it's a great, great way to describe it there. And I'm saying, you know, I thought Stevenson would have a much bigger effect, guys. I mean, they got to be worried right now, the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, guys, I was just listening to the guys on uh, Hockey Central there, you know, Jeff Merrick, Justin Bourne, um, and what's Anthony Stewart. And, you know, Merrick brought up an interesting thing that I haven't really looked at carefully. He said, look at the center depth on Montreal versus the center depth on Vegas. And he goes, obviously, Carey Price is having a huge series right now. But let's look at that and look at that as being a major difference right now. And he's right. I mean, if you look at Vegas, they're built on wings. And if those wings go cold, you're screwed. You know, and like they there's they haven't had their number one center for a few games. They get him back, but he couldn't rejuvenate those guys. And I think that's a major difference right now. They've just unfortunately gone cold at the worst possible time. And, and Montreal's pouncing on it right now. And look, you said it, the coaching staff kind of thrown into the fire there. But it, you know what's great is that it, it shows you how much of a team effort coaching is when something like this happens, when those guys are able to come in and show their strengths and show what they do behind the scenes. And, and it gets more spotlight on it. So good for them. They should be appreciated for everything they've done to get them there to this point, even when they were the assistants and not, you know, when Luke Richardson was an assistant and not a head coach. But he's doing a great job. And Look, another guy, too, I think we have to mention is Phil Deneau. Uh, he's been unreal. I mean, you know, he's just amazingly similar to me to Patrice Bergeron. I, I I just see so many similarities there. And I think you're seeing a little of that in Nick Suzuki as well. He's playing a great defensive game as well. So the Canadians are just going out there. They're playing old school hockey. They're buckling down. They get the lead and they know how to shut her down. And, of course, they've got the best goalie in the world right now. So, uh, it's a scary proposition for Vegas to go back to Montreal right now. And I think the only thing they have going for them is that there's not going to be 20,000 rabid Canadians fans in that building like there normally would be. Because if they had 20,000 fans in there for a game six with a trip to the final on the line, you might as well just wave the white towel and just go down on a strip bar down the club and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, just forget it. We ain't winning. Just, We're just not winning in this crazy team. environment. Yeah, yeah, get to Jay Paris, have a good time, go over to my buddies McLean, you know, um, my buddy Stuart Ashton, tell him I sent you. You have some pregame drinks there, save a little money, and then go get your lap dances, and that's it. I mean, you just give up the game because it would be that loud in there. So that's the one thing that I think Montreal is really going to miss tomorrow. I know they've, they've been playing like this uh, all along, but it's still, it just would be so fun to see that place filled to the brim for a potential clincher to go to the cup final. Yeah, exactly. Don't play the hockey game in the building. Just, you know, we're not winning. We'll just, uh, just, you know, we won't show up for the game. We'll go yeah. down to McLean's and Hurley's I, Irish, all those yeah. places there. In Montreal. I'll tell you, 
<laughs> I'll tell you, uh, Sean Thornton told me once, I'll never forget it, it was the 2008 first-round series. They went seven games with the Canadians. It's a great series, and that was kind of the re- – the, where the rebuild or not the rebuild where the, the Bruins arrived again and they became good again was that series. Yeah. But I just remember when, uh, you know, I said, what's it like when you go out there, uh, you know, and the opening anthem and everything and the intro and everything. And he goes, well, it's going to go one or two ways. You're going to either shit your pants. Or you're going to play the game of your life. And I thought, <laughs> and I said, can I quote you on that? He said, go right ahead because it's the truth. You're either going to get be really nervous and not handle the pressure or it's going to motivate you, and a lot for a lot of guys, it does motivate them. But still, I think it would be so fun to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no question that environment. Until you've played in it before, that first time you're in that Bell Center, or even back in the day when it was the Montreal Forum, yeah, it's just amazing. The atmosphere is incredible. The noise, just the noise that is generated. Very few buildings in the league have that kind of atmosphere. I think Chicago, when the, the Blackhawks are on the top of their game, have that atmosphere. Uh, Vegas has shown the ability to have that atmosphere, although they were taken out of the uh, their element last night by that brilliant performance by the Montreal Canadiens. It's about as quiet as I've heard T-Mobile Arena all year, yeah. uh, the second and the third period. And uh, But when that team is rolling, but even the, the amazing thing about the Vegas crowd, the moment that Pacioretty made it 3-1, then they had a couple of good shifts in a row there where they had a few chances. And every time they had the chance, you could hear that crowd going nuts, just dying for something good to happen. Yeah, uh, in that game. Unfortunately, it didn't. But just that one goal, and all of a sudden, you heard the crowd right back in it again for Vegas. So that's a great environment too. But there is nothing like Bell Center, and I'll say this about the Canadians as well. Uh, and then we'll end, and then the Habs radio portion of the uh, Ice Guys <laughs> show will end in just a minute or two after this. But I'll say one last thing: nobody does, whether it's a tribute or a ceremony oh, yeah. or anything like that in the pregame, whether it's honoring a former player, someone who's passed away in the organization from nobody does it better than them. Nobody. Yeah, they nail it. Nobody nail does it. that. They nail it each I, and every I mean, time. You, you instantly become a Coldplay fan when you go there. Even if you don't like yeah. Coldplay, you're going to like them. When they come out to fix you, it's pretty insane. Yeah, it is. Or U2. They used a lot of U2. They used Beautiful used, Day. They yeah, used Vertigo. 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 They used that one too. Hello, yeah, hello. Yep. For their goal yeah. song, yeah. And then that they was, had uh, Cristobal really Huey. Funny. I think Cristobal Huey was the goaltender for the Habs back when Vertigo was yeah. like their goaltender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cristobal Huey. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, Habs radio is over now. You, you okay, got to go to PSN 990 <laughs> or uh, 690, I think it is now. Yeah. Uh, if you want to uh, take, uh, tune into Melnick in, in the afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern after the Ice Guys, if you want to hear more uh, poetic about the Montreal Canadiens. But uh, nevertheless, we'll move on to tonight. We've got a game six here. Uh, do or die for the Islanders at Nassau Coliseum back home, hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning in this one. Tampa Bay minus 155 uh, road favorites here uh, in this game in that range. Uh, the total five in this one. I like the Islanders early in the game. I think the first period is something I do like with the Islanders because I'd expect their absolute best in the first 20 minutes of this game. I like the plus price you can get with the Islanders in the first period. And uh, that will be an official play for me. I don't. Uh, but what I'm going to do is if that cash is, I'm going to look at Tampa Bay in game because I think we have seen some uh, examples of this Tampa Bay team getting stronger as these games have gone. Remember game four? In this building, it was a bad, bad first couple periods for Tampa Bay. And they were down 3 nothing. They got those two quick goals early in the third period, one by Braden Point, one by Tyler Johnson to make it 3-2. And then Barry Trotz calls a timeout. And even after the timeout, Tampa Bay continued to have those opportunities. And if not for just a miraculous play 
with Ryan Pollock playing goaltender uh, for Semyon Varlamov in the final seconds of that game, that could have gone to overtime. And we're maybe talking about the series being over. You know, if Tampa Bay forces overtime there and wins that game, and we could be saying Tampa Bay wins it in five, and we're not even back here uh, in uh, Nassau Coliseum for a game six. So the point I'm trying to make is when we've seen Tampa Bay's A game in this series, it has wiped out the Islanders. It really has. I mean, game two, they controlled most of that game, and they won 4-2, although it was 4-1, and the Islanders added a late goal uh, in game two. And then, of course, we saw in game three, it was close, but uh, Tampa Bay could cash in on their chance. I wouldn't say that was their A game because the Islanders played pretty well in that game, I thought. But their A game in game five, you know, we saw what happened. It was 8 nothing. It was just completely lopsided. It got away from the Islanders. Whereas you saw the Islanders' A game in game four, and they're hanging on for dear life and survived to win 3-2. That's the difference here with these two teams. Tampa Bay's A game is just so much more damaging to the opponent than the New York Islanders a game and I wouldn't put it past the heart the guts the grit the character of this Islanders team they're going to show up tonight and I think early in the game they will that's why I like the Islanders in the first period here uh, at a plus price but I'm going to probably think that Tampa Bay could you know survive that early onslaught and I think that you're going to see them get better you're going to see them get stronger we're really seeing John Cooper as well make some uh, good adjustments in games. He's actually uh, once in a while mixed up a couple of the lines when things have started to go against them a little bit and it's paid off. So he's done a good job as well uh, with this uh, Tampa group. And he, he did something well in game four because they were down and out three, nothing going into the third period. And the fact that they almost rallied to tie the game and uh, force overtime, that says a lot about Tampa Bay and that the, they, they don't ever count themselves out of a game. And that's always dangerous. When you're trying to stay alive in a series against a team that never believes they're out of a game, down 3 nothing. they didn't lose hope, they didn't lose belief, and wouldn't you know it, they got the two goals and they nearly tied it, if not for the heroics of Ryan Pollock, you know, in the final seconds of Game 4. And even though they lost Game 4, they said, hey, we had a good push in the third period, and then they rolled it into Game 5, where they were just dominant over the Islanders start to finish uh, in that 8 nothing win. I just worry that and Tampa Bay has shown an ability to finish off a series the first chance they get. Uh, they did that against Carolina uh, in the second round. So I worry that the, that if, even if the Lightning starts slow tonight, which I think could happen, they could get better. They could get stronger as the game goes on, like they did the last time in this building in Game 4, and we end up seeing them come back, tie the game, potentially win it. So my strategy is going to be Islanders early, plus 120, uh, Tampa Bay in-game, after the first period, if that cashes, I lean over five, and I'm definitely going to be looking third period over. You know, you know it at this point in these elimination games. Uh, the third period over is something we look at again. Search around for different sports books. DraftKings offers uh, third period totals before the game. Uh, many other books do as well. But over one and a half, you can get it minus one fifty. You know, and some books. So make sure you shop around over one and a half third period. You know we go to that well every time in uh, playoff elimination games. And uh, so that's what I'm looking at here. Islanders first period, a live bet on Tampa. It, it, that's indeed the case. And the Islanders start strong or lead after the first period. If it's tied after the first period, I'll probably look at Tampa Bay game as well. Uh, I'll, I'll lean over for the full game. I like the I d have already bet the over in the third period, over one and a half, uh, minus 150. And you know what goal scorer prop I'm going back to the well with. It's now cashed eight straight games. It's still a plus price, plus 150 to plus 160. There's barely been an adjustment 
uh, in the price. Braden Point, once again, score a goal for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, he scored in every road game in this series, but two games in Nassau Coliseum, t- uh, Braden Point scored in both of them. Uh, eight straight playoff games with a goal. He's looking to tie or eclipse the records held by Reggie Leach of the uh, Flyers going back four decades ago. Ten consecutive playoff games with a goal. Uh, Braden Point for the Lightning. I'm glad our Islander friend Earl Sports Bets is reading my mind in the chat because, yes, Brock Nelson is the guy I'm targeting for the Islanders to score a goal tonight. He is Mr. Elimination Game. Whether the Islanders are trying to eliminate an opponent or they're facing elimination themselves, Brock Nelson has a knack for finding the back of the net in these games. So I'm just going to keep it to those two. There's a couple other I lean to uh, in terms of player props. Stamkos now, he's getting it going. Maybe you can look at him for Tampa Bay uh, to score a goal. I would look maybe at uh, Pajot as well for the Islanders. I find in these big games, you know, huge stakes, facing elimination, critical moments, he elevates his game, and you can always get, you know, a plus 400, a plus 450 type of price with Pajot. Uh, to score a goal for the New York Islanders. But I'm, the main two goal score props that I like are Braden Point for Tampa Bay and Brock Nelson uh, for the New York Islanders tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Game six, Lightning Islanders. You know, I kind of alluded to yesterday that I, you know, I think the Lightning, like I said, they've, they've got things in rhythm now the same way they did, like you mentioned, in the Carolina series. They had that big uh, output of offense, and then they went on and closed up that series as soon as they got a chance. And I think that's the case here tonight, even though, like I said, they're going to be playing in a completely different atmosphere. It's going to be loud and, and absolutely just insane at the beginning of this game. If, if you do like the Islanders, uh, you have to play the first period, even if you if you go you know split first period full money line. Uh, the, for the Islanders to win this game, they're going to have to dominate the first 20 minutes of play, especially with how things uh, ended up last game with them giving up those three goals, that first goal 45 seconds into the contest. Uh, so they're going to have to, you know, try to establish dominance early and often. But I just don't think that's the case right now. Tampa Bay is just playing out of their mind, except Braden points on a hot streak right now. Uh, Kucherov, you got Stamkos finally chipping in as well. And, and you've got Vasilevsky, who's just been, you know, rock solid in that. Uh, this is just one of those spots right now where I think Tampa Bay, you know, they know what's at stake here uh, and they're going to play their A game again. I don't see them scoring eight goals tonight, but uh, I think they're going to put up the same kind of effort and I think they're going to win this game. So I like the Lightning and regulation. I got it plus 105 yesterday. Uh, you should still be able to find a plus price or something within, uh, you know, a pick of range at that spot. I also like the third period over. I was able to grab uh, one and a half minus 140. Uh, one offshore shop, so uh, definitely shop around to look for that. And Braden Point to score. Uh, that and we have seen some adjustments because I know one book has it down to plus one twenty five, but it's still a plus price. It's still worth playing. Now, I think if we see an empty net chance late and Point doesn't already have a goal, I think the Lightning will try to put him on the ice to try to extend that streak. So I think he's he's definitely live uh, to get a goal. I mean, obviously he said that hasn't been an issue. You can find it uh, past any goaltender he's he's played against in this series, but. Uh, if he doesn't have one late, I think that'll be the, the way they try to ice this game. So uh, I like the Lightning to win in regulation. I like point to score a goal, and I like the third period over. All right, there you go. Lightning in regulation, plus 105. Braden point to score a goal, third period over one and a half, minus 140. Great price on that uh, third period uh, over for sure, it's especially in an elimination game like this. Uh, and yeah, when you have a guy that scored in eight straight games like Braden Point has, you're not supposed to get the exact same great price with him to score the next game. And it keeps on, you keep on getting plus 150, plus 160. We know when odds makers see a team that's won eight games in a row in football or basketball or baseball, they're going to adjust the point spread, they're going to adjust the money line. 
you're not seeing the any adjustment here for Braden Point. You know, he scored in eight straight playoff games. He gets chances galore in every game. He gets a ton of ice time, obviously. And yet you're still seeing plus 150, plus 160 at pretty much every book out there that has goal score props for him to score tonight. So it's still a great price, still great value. That's why it's a no-brainer for me to be back on that one once again tonight. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you called the Canadians and the Islanders uh, in the Stanley Cup final. Your mm-hmm. Habs are closer to getting there than the Islanders. They just need one more win. The Islanders facing elimination tonight. If this uh, uh, 100% correct prediction for the Stanley Cup final is to come true, the Islanders need to win tonight. Are they staying alive in your opinion? They are. They are. And, you know, I had uh, I had the Islanders in seven. I had the Habs in six. So I, I'm looking good right now as far as the Habs go. And this is still a possibility in my eyes. And I think they do force it. I don't think they're going to lose on home ice and get eliminated in, you know, potentially the last game ever at the Coliseum. I, I think it means that much to them. I, I think it's that much of a mental boost and motivation for them to do it. So that's why I'm sticking with the Islanders. I'm taking them in regulation on the three-way, boys. I'm looking at a plus 195. I, You know, if you don't want to respect them, so be it. Not you guys. I'm saying Vegas, like the odds makers. I, I get that, that Tampa's a favorite, but I just think there's no respect. It's kind of like we've seen with Montreal, too. I mean, they, they were, what, plus 200 going into last night? Keep feeding me that money on Montreal. Keep feeding it to me. Keep giving me those lines because clearly they're just not paying attention to hockey right now. I don't know if they're just too focused on the NBA, NBA playoffs or baseball. I don't know, but you're right. The whole Braden Point thing, there's a lot of things they're not picking up uh, throughout these playoffs. And I think one of them is the Islanders when their backs are against the wall. That's why I'm like them tonight. I also love the Braden Point when I'm going to go with you on that prop. And as far as Islanders goal props go, I got a feeling Matthew Barzell wants to answer the bell after just a selfish, dumb move the other night. Really almost cost – well, he did cost his team in-game, but he could have cost himself a game, which yep. would have hurt them tremendously tonight. So he's lucky. He lucked out. He's going to play tonight, and I think he's going to be motivated. I would go out there and get him in a goal prop right now. Yeah, you can get him in that plus 240, plus 250 range. You can get uh, Brock Nelson plus 275, plus 300 even in some spots. So that his Nelson is the one I like the most. But, yeah, I can't argue with Barzell. Uh, very lucky to only get dinged with a 50K fine and not a suspension uh, for that hit the other night uh, on Jan Ruda, uh, which was, it was just, you know, frustration. You know, you're getting your ass kicked on the ice, and I think that was part of it. You know, it was an ugly game, 8 nothing. obviously. Yeah. The game just did not go the Islanders' way at all. Uh, they were just uh, completely beaten down from the very beginning. Uh, and I think frustration ended up showing up up there for uh, Matthew Barzell in that uh, moment. I'd say, too, I think and the other reason I like the Islanders, too, is that I think an 8 nothing game is much easier to move on from than, say, a 2-1 overtime loss or or maybe a game where you were you were up 3 nothing and you blew it and you lost 4-3, something like that. That, to me, sticks and lingers and, and kind of is like a back-breaking loss. Ain't nothing. You just throw it away. We sucked. There's nothing we can say about it. It, 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 We were brutal. That's it. It's over. Move on. And I I think it's much easier to move on from that. So I don't think that will linger on them at all. Yeah, it's a move on uh, game for everybody. Like the defense was just shredded. You know, they were that was a that's a rare terrible game from a very good blue line. Yeah. I mean, they were just out of position. They got caught and you know odd man rushes, bad breakdowns left and right. Uh, big bounce back. Certainly, they're hoping for from that blue line as well. Of course, as Varlamov, although you can't really put much of the blame on him. It was just the whole collective effort of the team just not good if enough. You're the uh, lightning too. I I think it's one of those games. If you're the lightning, you know you better move on too. Don't get. No, don't let your heads get big there because 
You're not going to have that type of game again. You're not going to get two of those in a row in the playoffs. It's very rare that you see that. You know with Barry Trotz how good he is at adjusting. And like you just mentioned, that defense, they're a proud bunch. That was probably one of, if not their worst games ever together, that whole defensive core. So, you know, I, I think for the, for the Lightning, they have to be careful. Don't don't get a, too cocky. Don't look ahead. Just wash that one away. You won. Keep the win. But don't look at the way you did win. Just know that you're going to get a much better effort from the Islanders tonight. Because if you go in there thinking it's going to be easy, you're the one that's going to be on the flip side of a 7 nothing or 8 nothing game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no question. And, uh, you know, Grant Arnold, who was our guest on Sunday and Monday, who played under John Cooper for a little bit uh, back really? in the day. Uh, yeah, he did. He played under wow. John Cooper for a little bit at the uh, – uh, either the college level or the uh, or the uh, just the, uh, the smaller pro level minors uh, back yeah. in the day, minors exactly. I played for him for a bit, and he said he's great at co- uh, motivation. He's great at adjustments yeah. and all that. And so is Barry Trotz. Both of these coaches are just great. At, that's why it's been a great coaching matchup with Trotz and with John Cooper. Uh, no question about that. So uh, now it's Barry's turn. Uh, to see what he can do uh, to get his team inspired, motivated, stimulated, and then as well from an adjustments perspective on on the ice, what can he do? What buttons can he push to uh, get the desired result, which would be, of course, forcing a Game 7 in Tampa Bay. Yeah, so this is a fascinating game because I think Tampa Bay wants to end it. They've shown good focus to try to end these series. But, you know, the Islanders, they are desperate to make sure that this is not the last game at Nassau. They don't want the last game ever in this building to be a playoff series loss. If we lose the series, let's lose it in Tampa, you know, in game seven, you know, is probably what they're thinking. So uh, it is going to be absolutely uh, terrific uh, to see uh, how this one goes. Should be a a terrific game. I think it will be. I think this game is going to have some physicality, some that because you've seen the, 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 the animosity is ratcheted up. There's a lot of bad blood pushing and shoving, you know, some the Barzell play was a little bit, you know, unnecessary. He had some scrums. He had a couple fights the other night in that game. So uh, it's going to be a uh, very, very fun, exciting hockey game, I think, tonight with these two teams here uh, in Game 6. Uh, great stuff from Alex and Jimmy. We will get to best bets for tonight's game in just a second. Before we do that, a reminder, BetCast tomorrow night, Game 6, Vegas, Montreal at the Bell Center. We will be on the air for it, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, watching the game, plenty of live bets. I'm setting aside another amount of money. To just for the bet cast to get in on these who's going to score the next goal the next team to score a goal i know alex loves those uh, during the games uh live in-game goal score props sides and totals you name it uh everything's on the table on the ice guys bet cast thursday night so join us for that 8 p.m eastern dm me alex or the ice guys twitter if you want to get a spot on the bet cast during the show during the stream it'll be a lot of fun vegas montreal game six tomorrow night BetCast, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, NHL, NBA playoffs, MLB daily football is just a month and a half away. Uh, It is right around the corner, so it's crazy. Uh, It's not uh, not too early to start thinking football. And a great time to be uh, signing up with DraftKings. You get uh, bet boosts, uh, weekly specials, weekly incentives, deposit bonuses, uh, and more. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code uh, THPN. Uh, all right, it is time for a uh, best bet uh, for this uh, game six between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you got for best bet tonight? You know, this, this is a Tampa Bay team, obviously, the defending Stanley Cup champions. They have the killer instinct, they've had the mentality and mindset to put away teams uh, when they're on the ropes. And I think that's the case here tonight. I like the Lightning and regulation plus a dollar five. 
Uh, you know, it's been a hell of a run for the Islanders, but I think Tampa Bay will finally close down Nassau Coliseum this evening with a win. All right, Tampa Bay in regulation, plus 105. Uh, best bet here for uh, Alex B. Smith in game six tonight between uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and the uh, New York uh, Islanders. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, all right, uh, Jimmy Murphy, what do you got here for uh, best bet? Give me that Islanders three-way. Like them in regulation. All right, Islanders three-way. That's in regulation. So that's, as you mentioned, I think you said it's around plus uh Plus one ninety five. Yeah, that is yeah. a really, uh, really good price. Uh, no question about that. So, uh, best bet for Jimmy Murphy, uh, New York Islanders in regulation plus one hundred five. Yeah, Grant Arnold played for the Green Bay. Uh, isn't it something? He, and he's into betting now. Green Bay Gamblers. Oh yeah, you can't script this shit. That's the team he played for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Green Bay Gamblers in the United States Hockey League, and yep. that's where he was, it was coached by John Cooper for a, a no, couple of like years. Better. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And now he's a literal gambler. So there you go. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll have him on with us, by the way, during the cup final for sure. I said that. How'd, how'd you end up hooking up with him? Uh, he ended up just saying, love the show. And there oh, you go. Cool. And nice, there you man. go. I'm into betting. And there we go. Made it happen. And I said, well, hey, you're a former hockey player. We want to get former hockey players on here when they care about betting. So there we go. We made it happen. Sure. So. Good stuff. Um, there we go. On my best bet. Yes, I'm. Uh, there's one show I forgot to give out my best bet. I almost did it again there. Uh, <laughs> my best bet is going to be the over in the third period. Over one and a half. I got minus one fifty. I, I'm, I'm envious of Alex's minus one forty because in the long run, ten cents does make a bit of a difference. But I got minus one fifty. Still a good price. Uh, over one and a half in the third period. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, New York Islanders for my best bet. In terms of side and total, I like New York Islanders first period. Uh, that would be the one I like the most too. I'll, I'll get, I'll make that a best bet too. Let's do two. New York Islanders first period plus one twenty best bet, and that over one and a half uh, minus one fifty in the third period. So uh, there we go. Those are my two best bets for Game Six tonight uh, between the Lightning and Islanders. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder: the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, uh, two p.m. Eastern. Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. For Alex B. Smith, for Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy Game 6, Lightning Islanders. We'll be back with you tomorrow for two shows, our regular show at 2 p.m. Eastern, and then the BetCast, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, for Game 6 between Vegas and Montreal. Join us tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.